Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. Definitely some interesting games involving the AFC South this weekend. Of course, you know, you had the Jaguars hosting the Denver Broncos in London. You had the Houston Texans hosting the Tennessee Titans and the Colts hosting the Washington Commanders. All in all, the division went one and three. One and three. With that one win being the Tennessee Titans. But we'll talk about that one a little bit later. Of course, up first, we do have to talk about the game in London. The Jacksonville Jaguars fall to the Denver Broncos 21 to 17. The Denver Broncos used a drive late, late, late in the fourth quarter. To win this game. Huge catch by uh, KJ Hamler for 47 yards. Kind of get them down the field. And then it capped off uh, by Latavius Murray. Touchdown run. And then, of course, Trevor Lawrence throws an interception on the next play. The next offensive play for the, or the next offensive possession for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Boy, oh boy. A tough way to lose. They've lost a lot of close ones this year, the Jacksonville Jaguars have, and just this is added adds to it another one on that list. They came out playing well. They came out, actually, the Jacksonville Jaguars playing well in terms of their offensive game plan. They gave the ball to Travis Etienne Jr., who had the backfield to himself for the first time in his career. Of course, the Jacksonville Jaguars traded James Robinson earlier this week to the New York Jets. Uh, Travis Etienne definitely showed the explosiveness that everyone knew he had. It was just a matter of was he going to be able to catch it and do things like that consistently. 24 carries, 156 yards, one touchdown. I'd say he did that pretty consistently to uh, for the uh, for the Jaguars against the Broncos in London on Sunday. And, you know, for the game, I did say he'd get 20 to 25 carries and or 20 to 25 touches because, of course, he is a receiving threat as well. It wasn't necessarily as, as good in the receiving game. Three receptions, six yards. Wasn't very good there, but definitely did his thing running the football and was hitting things full speed and actually seeing where he was going, which not not taking anything away from him, but sometimes he does miss those open lanes and cutbacks and those different things, but he didn't in this game. And he definitely put a Denver defense who has been stingy against the run in duress for most of the game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. Hmm. You know, he definitely, you know, made some plays offensively, but, you know, of course he did make some for the other team as well, especially the one to close out the game, throwing the interception uh, to Mr. Williams for the Denver Broncos. All in all, he was 18-31, 133 yards, 
one touchdown, two interceptions. Not necessarily the winning numbers or the the picture of winning numbers that you would expect. Of course, you know, one of his weapons, uh, Christian Kirk, hasn't necessarily been shining like he was when he first started the season. Either three receptions, 40 yards, and one of those was a 25-yard catch and run. You know, part of that's probably because Patrick Sertan the second was was guarding him uh, a good bit of the game. So, with that, yeah, I mean, Sertan the second is one of the best young corners of the game, or a lot of people say he is the best young corner in the game. So, I can definitely understand that. However, you know, you're getting paid to be the the guy. Got to show up to be the guy. And doesn't sound fair, but it is what it is. As far as the defense for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, they kept them in the game. They hung in there. They made some plays happen. Tyson Campbell with an early interception of Russell Wilson. But after that, it seemed like Russell Wilson kind of calmed down. The offense kind of few made a few plays happen. One guy they just neglected to find, though, tight end, a rookie from UCLA, Greg Dulcich. They could not find him. The Jaguars really could not find him. He was hitting them up for big play after big play. And he actually was the leading receiver for the Denver Broncos. And then Jerry Judy, of course, had a uh, nice catch as well. Uh, Of course, the last drive, again, KJ Hamler. 47-yard catch to kind of put them in position to win the game. So last second drive, close game. A familiar, familiar theme for the Jacksonville Jaguars as they fall to two and six, and the Denver Broncos move on to three and five. Rough one, a rough one for the Jaguars. Uh, but with young teams and with talented teams that haven't been together long, sometimes they have to learn how to win. Maybe this is that moment for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll see what happens. And how things unfold. And I would say this about Trevor Lawrence. I'm still waiting to see if he's that elite talent that people have built him to be. Not to say he doesn't have the ability to be that guy. But he's going through some of the growing pains. Uh, Some will say he didn't really have a rookie year last year with uh, Urban Meyer being his coach. So potentially that could be the case. But however... You know, you have seen improvement and things like that. But, you know, for a number one pick, you're expecting to see just a little bit more. You know, it may not seem fair. It may not seem right. But it it basically is what people are looking for. It is what it is. Again, Jaguars follow 2-6. 21-17 loss to Denver Broncos in London. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a historic day in Houston as the Titans took on the Houston Texans. We'll be right back. Touring the AFC South is available on Google Podcasts, available on Spotify, available on Apple Podcasts, available on iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're listening to and don't want to miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe takes a quick second not very long at all so that way you get all the knowledge all the guests all the information directly to you don't even have to search you can just go ahead and subscribe 
And if you like what you listen to, of course, if you're listening on Spotify, there is a rating system there. Go ahead and rate the show. I'd greatly appreciate five stars from you. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate the show. Again, five stars is appreciated. And if you would review, I'd greatly, greatly appreciate that as well. The reviews for this podcast help it rise up the rankings and get it in the eyes in the, in the stream of more people so they can tune in and get all this great knowledge as well. Greatly appreciate it. Now, back to the show. Welcome back after a commercial break. And of course, like I mentioned, we're going to talk a little Tennessee Titans versus Houston Texans. Now, first off, Malik Willis was starting today. His first start as a Tennessee Titan, his first start in general in the NFL, as Ryan Tannehill was uh, dealing with an ankle injury and illness and did not make the trip. So first things first, he's 6 of 10, 55 yards and one interception. He did throw his first interception today. Crossing pattern laid on it, as well as, you know, the receiver didn't kind of go flatten out across on it. But, hey, it is what it is. It was an interception. It is what it is. He only threw the ball 10 times, 6 of 10, 55 yards. And the only – and the reason why he threw the ball only – 10 times is because Mr. Derrick Henry. Like I mentioned previously, the Houston Texans run game in that breakdown. I mentioned the Houston Texans run defense is bad. It's bad. They can't really stop anybody. And sure enough, Mr. Derrick Henry took full advantage. 32 carries. 219 yards and two touchdowns with a long of 41. Now, he wasn't the only one. Dontro Hilliard, his backup, eight carries, 83 yards. A 30-yard in terms of 30-yard runs is longest. So, you have two backs, and then you count in Malik Willis's 12 yards. The Titans ran for over 300 yards on the Texans. That's big. <clears throat> That's huge. And in doing that, they ate up a lot of clock. And, you know, the Texans, they did have, they do have, I'm sorry, a rookie running back in Damian Pierce that they like a lot. He only had 35 yards, 15 carries, 35 yards. So basically, the Titans controlled the clock, controlled the game. And it just, even though the score was 17 to 10, it just seemed like the Tennessee Titans set the tempo of the game and controlled the game from beginning to end for the most part. Now, in Derrick Henry going for 200 yards again versus the Houston Texans, this is his fourth game in a row that he's rushed for 200 yards against them. And also, with his two touchdowns, he set the franchise record for touchdowns, passing Eddie George. Definitely a bit of history there for him. As far as the defense for the Titans, I mean, Christian Fulton, what can you say about him? He played an excellent game, got his first interception of the season. 
great anticipation and ability on that play. Uh, you've got just Davis Mills just did not look comfortable back there all day long. You had Jeffrey Simmons was all over the place. He had a sack, and he also had a couple of tackles for loss. And he had one tackle for loss where a guy was running the football. The running back was running the football, Damian Pierce. He literally walked the interior offensive lineman back into Damian Pierce, and he knocked Damian Pierce down with the guy he was blocking. That's how physical he was in there today. So definitely a good win for the Titans. It puts them at 5-2. and two. Now, I know... There are plenty of people that did not that did not expect the Tennessee Titans, the, especially the way they started this year, to be five and two. But yet here they are, five and two. And next up on their docket, the Kansas City Chiefs. So a lot of people that don't believe in the Titans are probably not going to believe in them going into this game. So more than likely, the Titans will be. Serious, serious underdogs in this one. And as far as Houston, I think through eight games, or excuse me, through yes, through eight games, or was it seven? Seven games, I'm sorry. Through seven games, you're kind of getting that this is what Houston is and that this is not, more specifically, this is what Davis Mills is. It, at this point, he's not showing he is the guy. I'm not saying he should be an all-star out there. But, I mean, and I know he doesn't necessarily have all the weapons. But you can't blame all of that on just not having weapons. No, you can't. You just cannot. And, you know, they do have a piece of Damian Pierce offensively. They do have... Brandon Cooks, which, you know, he had four receptions of 73 yards. But you need a quarterback that can actually deal and make some things happen back there. And unfortunately, I don't, I'm not sure if Davis Mills is that guy. We'll see what happens. But, you know, Titans defense, they never really took advantage of the cornerback situation because, of course, in previous games, the Titans have been taken advantage of um, in terms of throwing the ball deep. Versus their their corners, especially, didn't really happen much today. So on Sunday, good win for the Titans again. Again, Sunday night, I believe they take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Boy, oh boy, that'll be a test for them. As far as the Houston Texans, back to the drawing board you go. You may want to change that game plan up of giving Damian Pierce only 15 carries. I get it. The Titans were stopping him. But 15 carries cannot happen at all. All right, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the last game involving an AFC South team. That will be the Indianapolis Colts as they hosted the Washington Commanders. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast, you can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. 
it's time for you to take control of your image. And you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's Photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's Photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait, or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography. Or you can reach him on Facebook. Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did. And he's got me looking great. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I'm your host, Mike Patton. And of course, got to talk about the Washington Commanders heading to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, led by Sam Ellinger. Instead of, of course, Matt Ryan this time. Uh, if you, in case you forgot, Matt Ryan got benched after last week's game. Of course, you know, he is injured uh, with the shoulder injury, but uh, it has been announced that Sam Ellinger will be the quarterback uh, for the foreseeable future, basically the rest of the season. So, yeah, so he did start. Um, you know, thinking maybe to jump start this offense, perhaps. Well, not necessarily. They only put up 16 points. And for the most of the game, the defense was able to work with that. They were able to get stops. They were able to make it work. And then... The last drive happens. Taylor Haneke makes magic happen. Just drives him all the way down the field. Um, gets the t- last touchdown with 22 seconds left. And there's your ball game. Tough one to take if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan. Your defense played well enough to win. Giving up 17 points, which, you know, the last one at, at at the end, you play hard enough to win, just did not happen. Hate it for them. I uh, hate it for, hate to see it. Just, you know, just they couldn't make it happen. And Jonathan Taylor, uh, 16 carries, 76 yards. He did uh, ding up his ankle again. So, you know, that's something else to watch. Uh Hadn't been a, necessarily this season. A lot of uh, people thought for Mr. Jonathan Taylor, unfortunately. Um, you know, of course, leading them in receiving was Alec Pierce, uh, rookie from Cincinnati. Uh, three receptions, 65 yards. Uh, another tough one to take if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan. Uh, they just were not able to make it happen. Offensively, just didn't, you know, they were looking for that jump start from Ellinger. It just did not happen. You know, maybe, maybe they just need to do a few more things to kind of tailor the offense more to Ellinger instead of thinking it's a little bit more of Matt Ryan there. Just a thought, just a thought. 
maybe a few more RPOs, a few more different things there to kind of get things going because they only scored one touchdown, one, one touchdown. Uh, but you know, they had pl- plenty of other opportunities. They had a few other opportunities to make things happen, but they ended up with three points. And when you get chances to score and a physician to score and kick field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, Unfortunately, this is what happens. It is what it is. The Colts fall to three, four, and one for the season. The Commanders, they won their second in a row. They're four and four. And what's the toughest division in the NFL, the NFC East? Wow. Well, there you have it. That's the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow the show. Go ahead and rate the show. Um, whether you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts, you can go ahead and rate and review the show there. And uh, go ahead and subscribe so that way you don't miss any episodes as well, wherever you're listening at. Thank you all again for tuning in. If you Want to follow me on Twitter? You can follow me on Twitter at MikePatton82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N-82. Uh, yeah, I talk about, you know, the AFC South and, uh, and uh, of course, football there. Uh, thank you all again for tuning in. Stay tuned for more content coming. I'm out. Peace.